the sword of the Spirit and the anointing of God. Welcome to the Faith Center Audio Experience Podcast. We are excited to have you listen with us today. We pray this podcast encourages you in your walk with Christ. Finding us on social media is very easy. Search at Faith Center C-O-G-I-C on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Please listen to the announcements very closely. We don't want you to miss out on any future events. Sunday school begins at 8.55 a.m. via conference call. If you would like to receive the lesson for next week's class, please contact us with your email address. Virtual midweek worship service begins at 7 p.m. every Wednesday. You can tune in via Facebook Live or YouTube.com forward slash FaceCenterCT. End of the week prayer call begins every Friday at 7 p.m. FCC Men's Department has a men prayer call that begins every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. Join us as the men of FCC pray for our needs at home and around the world. Follow us on social media outlets for upcoming events and updates. Sunday morning worship begins every Sunday at 10 a.m. You can tune in via Facebook Live or YouTube.com forward slash Faith Center CT. Faith Youth Virtual Trivia is on Sundays via Zoom meeting. Group A is ages 5 to 12 from 12 p.m. to 12.30 p.m. And Group B is ages 13 to 17 and held at 12.30 p.m. to 1.30 p.m. Please see Sister Kim Walker to participate. Youth and Young Adult Prayer is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. via conference call. Parents, encourage your youth to dial in. Throughout the summer, your youth will have a variety of events from cooking classes to virtual fellowship gatherings and more. Please stay tuned. We have three new shows now airing on the Face Center Audio Experience. Motivational Mondays, Face Center Classics on Tuesdays, and Face Center in Spanish. Be sure to check out our main podcast on Thursdays. You can listen to these products on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and other places where podcasts are aired. Also follow us on your social media outlets for upcoming events and updates. And now for today's word from our Bishop Joseph Norfleet. I am truly so honored by God to stand before you today to share with you what the Lord has placed in my spirit. Even so, it started or began on last Sunday. Last Sunday was the day of Pentecost for us. We were celebrating the day of Pentecost and we spoke to you from the subject, the power filled life, the power filled life. And so we're going to continue today in part two of that message. I pray that you would take your notes, that you would listen intentively because God wants to speak to you today. We find the word today coming from the book of St. Luke chapter 24 verses 45 through 46, excuse me, verses 45 through verse 53. And also we're going to travel over to the book of Acts. Ah, that powerful book, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And so you have that, we can even read together. Luke chapter 24, verses 45 through 53. Then opened he their understanding that they might 
understand the scriptures and said unto them thus it is written and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem and ye are witnesses of these things and behold I send the promise of my father upon you but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high oh yes and he led them out as far as Bethany and he lifted up his hands and blessed them and it came to pass while he blessed them he was parted from them and carried up into heaven and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4 and when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them verse 4 and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And the Word of God is so powerfully and wonderfully blessed. Praise God. Saints of God, in all that God calls us to do, He would that we would be victorious. And I use that word victorious specifically here because understanding must be had that there is never a victory without there being a battle without there being some type of confrontation the very fact that you are successful means that you had to go through something it means that you had to endure some type of process that either wanted to stop you build you or was designed to help you even though you didn't appreciate everything you had to endure or go through while in the process so that when you get to that other side you're going to be ready for whatever it is that you have to face i love god today his ways are past our understanding we don't always know the why the when what god is going to do to make us ready to build us to equip us, but I can say this from experience. God never allows anything to come our way, whether it be confrontation or whatever process it is. He never allows it to come without there being some significance in the fact that we must go through this. I believe that it is preparatory for our tomorrow. The children of Israel, this is to prove my point, could not simply god would not allow them to step out of bondage and into the great blessing 
Why? Because they would have brought that bondage mentality into the blessed place. And they would never be able to stay or survive in the blessed place with a bondage mentality. That's why we've got to change our minds today. We've got to change our way of thinking today. We've got to know that there is nothing impossible unto him that put their trust and belief in God. And God never leaves us, nor does he forsake us. If we're in a situation, ah, God might not have brought it on you, but he allowed it to be. And somewhere in there, all things are working together for the good, for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. I know what I'm talking about today. If there's a witness, wherever you are in your home, if you're driving your car, why don't you just say, amen? Praise God. A power-filled life is necessary for us to have in today's society. There are so many confrontations that we must endure, so many challenges that come our way, whether it's physical or mental, emotional, intellectual, so many challenges that come our way, things that we don't understand, situations that we wish never came. But God is our strength and our refuge. And there's a point for this, and there's a point for that. Even if you can't see it, whatever, please hear me, whatever you do or want to achieve in life will require some level of power. Mm. Whether it be, and it will usually be all of these consecrated, concentrated together, whether it be emotional power or physical power, and certainly intellectual power and absolutely spiritual power. We need all of these to be successful in life. And God realized this, people of God. That's why Jesus, this setting where Jesus is talking to them, saying that I'm going to send the promise of the Father. You go back to Jerusalem and wait or tarry. The word tarry literally means to wait and be found busy doing what God called you to do while you're waiting. We're not just there, as I said on last week, we're not just there twiddling our thumbs, but we're praising and glorifying the Father. We're busy doing what he told us to do, praise God. And so God realized that we needed power, we needed strength. And so he says, go to Jerusalem and wait on the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost which will lead and guide you on all truth. He gives us the power to endure all things. Hallelujah. In fact, Luke 24 and 49 says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. Listen, this is a promise. God promised that he would empower us to be successful. He would empower us to be able to fulfill and do his word. Remember before this, all before this, they were waiting for the promise, even going back uh, thousands of years prior, even when Moses went up to the mountain, God blessed him and gave him the Ten Commandments, what we know as the Ten Commandments. And he brought it down to the people. On three different occasions, he presented it to them. I'll read your word. I know what I'm talking about. And those times, the people said, we hear you and we will do it. We will do the word of God. We will follow these commandments. But you know what? They encountered turbulence, they encountered troubles, and they fell weak. They knew what to do, but they didn't do it. 
That's where many of us are today. We know what's right to do. It is not enough to know, but you must do the word and will of God. And the problem was, if I can say that it was a problem, because Jesus did keep the commandments, but we don't because we had not sufficient power to do it. So these commandments that God gave to Moses up on the mountain, that 50th day, 50 is the number of Pentecost, praise God. They knew what was right and what was wrong, but the word within itself, what they were reading and what they knew today, what they knew to do didn't have the power to keep them. It didn't have the power to push them to do the word. Ah, but when the Holy Ghost comes, he gives you power. He gives you power to fulfill God's word. My God, my God. Power, dutimus. It's like, it literally, uh, when it says, until you be endued with power, that word power specifically in the Greek is dynamis, which sounds very much like dynamite. Dynamite moves some things around. Dynamite rearranges some things. Dynamite brings about change. But here that word literally means a specific type of power. And I love this because that word dynamis or dunamis, or excuse me, dynamis also means miraculous power. In other words, things that you cannot normally do in the natural, there is a supernatural ability to accomplish those things. Miraculous power. You say, well, I need a miracle to do this. There's no way that I can do this without God's divine intervention. No problem. God will step in right on time. Praise God. And so in life, troubles, challenges, problems, they will come. And I've often said that victory is a result of prevailing. I want you to get that in your heart because somebody right now is trying to get through something. You, you're trying to make it through this situation or this crisis or this pandemic or whatever it is that you're trying to make it through. Victory is a result of prevailing. Prevailing means you've got to keep on pushing. Prevailing means, and I, I love this, the old church, they say, you got to keep on keeping on. Praise the Lord. We've got to keep on keeping on. Keep on trusting God. Keep on believing God. Keep on being faithful to God, even when it seems like it's hopeless. There is nothing hopeless when your trust is in God. I wish I had somebody that could say amen. Victory, that's what we want in whatever we do and whatever we're striving to do. Victory is what we want. Come on, right there where you are, say victory is what I want. Come on and say victory is what I want and victory is what I'm going to have. Don't stop until you have victory. Ah, but you've got to endure the process. Praise the Lord. Victory is proof that you have come out or gone through something. In one way or another, you had to use emotional strength that I talked about, or that emotional power, that physical power, or intellectual and certainly spiritual power in order to overcome. Acts chapter 5, verse 12 says this. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. It is literally saying that 
after the disciples had received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And listen, saints of God, I want you to understand, when I say the disciples, I'm not just talking about the 12 that you know. Jesus had many more disciples than 12. Those 12 were the ones that were specifically highlighted. In fact, on the day of Pentecost, what we're talking about here, there was 120, 120 people in that upper room, praising and worshiping God and waiting on the promise, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So we are to have the same things that the disciples or the pupils or the followers of Christ had over 2,000 years ago. Power with the Holy Spirit. Amen. That signs and wonders would follow us. Even so, we find the truth of this when Jesus says, and ye shall be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, in Samaria, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. To be a witness literally means I do what I saw him do. It doesn't just mean I attest to the fact that Jesus did that, although we do do that. But to be a witness means we amplify or we show forth what we saw him do. That's how we are witnesses. God wants to empower you to get through this crisis. God wants to empower you, hallelujah, with miraculous power to get through this thing that you're enduring right now through the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I want somebody to talk to yourself today. We're not strange, we're not weird, but I want you to tell yourself, I'm going to make it. In fact, you can go ahead and claim it, say, I am making it. In other words, I'm going through a process, but I'm still alive. I'm still standing. There may be dust around, it's gonna clear in just a moment. I'm still gonna be standing because I have a power-filled life as given by God in the person of the Holy Spirit. My God, my God. Uh, God is so good. God is so good. And we bless his holy name. I don't want to duplicate the things that I said on last Sunday, but there's something that I want to talk about. Jesus said on the mountain when he was about to be caught up to go back to heaven and the disciples were there and he said, go to Jerusalem and tarry to Jerusalem and wait for the Holy Spirit so that you would be endued or that the power of God would come into you, would be with you. Amen. I want to talk about the weight. Mm. I don't mean weight as in heaviness, <laughs> but I mean the process of going through time till you get what God said is for you. God will give a promise and God will always keep his promise, but there is always something we must do. We must endure. We must keep living holy and according to the word that he's given us until the blessing comes. And when the blessing comes, we don't stop blessing him. We don't stop praising him. We keep on, but that's a victory. Praise God. The people had to wait on God for the Holy Spirit. What are you waiting on God for now? What promise do you sense that God gave you? What is it that you're enduring right now that you believe that victory is on the other side of it? I want you to know, saints of God, regardless of how long you have to wait for it, God's promises are sure. Ah, yeah, you may not be inside the church for me to talk to you and hear you back, but right where you're sitting right there, I want you to repeat after me. God's promises 
assured. And I love that word sure because it means it's sturdy, it's strong, it's not going to leave, it's not going to waver. It's sure, it's able to hold up, it's able to present itself at the appointed time. God's promises are sure. Praise God. It shall come to pass. That's why I love the word of God when it says, and it came to pass. That means that what God saw and what God envisioned and what God has for you, it finally came Hallelujah. And you receive that thing. Praise God. But how do you obtain? How do we endure the process? How do we wait? How do we go through this and maintain our, our sanity? Maintain our spiritual stance in God? Huh. So this is how it works. God gives us instructions and direction. Ah, he speaks to us. We obey and wait for the manifestation of the promise. You get busy doing what God told you to do. Don't even worry about when he's going to fulfill his word. Just know that it shall come to pass. Somebody may be sick in your body right now. God already told you it's going to be better after a little while. Keep on believing God. Hold on to his word. <laughs> Don't die before your deliverance. <laughs> when God says there's life, don't die before your deliverance, meaning don't give up, praise God. And so at this picture here, in this viewing, it was 50 days after Jesus rose from the grave that the Holy Spirit actually fell on that day of Pentecost. But at the point of the text, at the scripture, it was 40 days after Jesus had risen from the grave and now he had the disciples gathered with him on this high mountaintop and he was about to be caught up to go back to the father so 40 days at this point and he said go back to jerusalem 10 days later hallelujah 10 days later the number 50 just as it was on the mountain when god gave them the 10 commandments 50 days so now 40 and 10, 50 on the day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, praise God, the Holy Ghost fell. It required patience. <sighs> Once again, my time is growing short. So much more I have to say. I wish somebody would just say with me, patience. Say to God, you've got to wait on God. He's going to do what he said he would do. You've got to do what you know he told you to do. He said, trust me. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy burdened. I will give you rest. Just believe his word and walk in it. And just because you don't see the fulfillment of the promise yet, know that it's on its way. That's why I love Paul when he said in Hebrews 10, verse 36, he says, for ye have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Oh, just keep on being faithful, saying God is going to bring it out. Paul so eloquently knew. My God, I feel the preach coming on. Paul so eloquently knew that you've got to wait on God, that God is faithful to his word. You've got to be patient in this storm. You've got to be patient in this turmoil. You've got to be patient in this chaos, in this craziness. Paul spoke from both wisdom and experience. There was a time when the Holy Ghost told Paul he was going to be brought to a certain place. 
Ah, oh, but he had to go through some things before he got there. He knew what the promise was. Oh, you're going to be delivered over to this. And then while he was on the, on the waters, on the sea, a great storm came as he was being taken, my God, really as a prisoner over to another place. The Bible says a storm came. It was rough seas. And my God, for days was darkness and trouble. But an angel on one evening, showed up and had a word from God. God will send a word to help you. God will send a word to encourage you. Ah, even through this word right now, God is sending a word saying that you're going to make it. He's saying you're going to live and not die. Oh, I wish somebody received this for themselves today. You're going to live and not die. But there was a requirement. The angel said to, to, to Paul, says, Paul, don't let anybody get out of the ship. If you just stay in the ship, everybody's going to be saved. My God, the waters was rough. And there came a time that they even were shipwrecked. My God. But the word of God brought them to the shore. It's not time to jump ship. God has given you power to endure whatever you're going through. I come to let somebody know. God has given you a power-filled life. But you've got to pull on it. Just like any gift that God gives you. In a time of need. You got to pull on that gift. Know who you are. Know whose you are. Know that God has given you just what you need. You not only can make it, but you are going to make it. Because the power of the Holy Spirit rests in and upon you even now. We bless God for you. Praise the Lord. What a powerful word of God we have heard on today. God is so good. He's so good. And I thank God for that word. I know that you were blessed as well as I. Glory to God. But my purpose for standing here today is to encourage you to give to the Faith Center Church of God in Christ this morning. There are several ways that you can do so. And then we'll be calling Bishop back to uh, pray. And there may be someone who may want to give their life to the Lord. I know you're there. We're not going to have you miss that opportunity, but we're going to make it available to you. But your first way of giving would be to give through Cash App, and that is the dollar sign, F-C-C-C-O-G-I-C. Again, Cash App is the dollar sign, F-C-C-C-O-G-I-C. Then there's PayPal. PayPal is to utilize our email address, which is faithcenterct at AOL.com. Again, PayPal is faithcenterct at AOL.com. Then you might want to use Givelify. Givelify is to search for our name, Faith Center Cogic, or Faith Center C-O-G-I-C. That is in Meriden. U.S. Mail. You can send your checks or money orders to Faith Center Church, 22 Crown Street, Meriden, Connecticut, 06450. Again, Faith Center Church, 22 Crown Street, Meriden, Connecticut, 06450. Thank you so much for your support. You're in the hands of our announcements. Faith Center announcements. Sunday school begins at 8.55 a.m. via conference call. It is our prayer that you continue to join us each and every Sunday morning. If you would like to receive the lesson for next week's class, please contact us with your email address. Sunday morning worship begins every Sunday at 10 a.m. 
You can tune in via Facebook Live or youtube.com forward slash faithcenterct. Virtual midweek worship service begins at 7 p.m. every Wednesday. You can tune in via Facebook Live or youtube.com forward slash faithcenterct. End of the week prayer call begins every Friday at 7 p.m. FCC Men's Department prayer call begins every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. Join us as the men of FCC pray for our needs at home and around the world. Faith Youth Virtual Trivia is kicking off next Sunday, June 7th. This is a fun-filled virtual learning experience for FCC youth. Be on the lookout for a detailed email with additional information. Youth and Young Adult Prayer is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. via conference call. Parents, encourage your youth to dial in. Our very first youth cooking class, virtual fellowship gatherings, and more are on the way. Please stay tuned. We have three new shows coming to Face Center podcast, Motivational Mondays, Face Center Classics on Tuesdays, and beginning today will be Face Center in Spanish. Follow us on our social media outlets for upcoming events and updates. Please adhere to these announcements and have a blessed day. God bless you. We thank you for viewing and listening our virtual service on today. I'm looking forward to seeing all the members and friends back at Faith Center very, very soon. I want you to know that we're taking care of business, uh, preparing uh, the physical building to receive God's people back. It won't be long. We're preparing our policy and procedures that will be laid out. Everything will be done decently and in order. Just continue to watch and listen, and we'll let you know when that opening uh, will take place. Now, I want to say to the people of God, those of you that heard the word of God today, perhaps uh, many of you uh, have walked away from the Lord. Uh, you have a desire to serve him, uh, but you got caught up in something. You were overtaken uh, by the challenges of life, and you walked away from God. I've got good news. <clears throat> you may have moved from God, but God never moved from his place or position. The word repent literally means to turn around. Amen. Go back. Praise God. And on this uh, morning, you can know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. We're going to pray. And if that is your desire, that your life would be in his hand, I want to encourage you, saints of God. It is the sure way to success. You don't want to walk alone, but you want God to be right there with you. He promised, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But now remember, there uh, is two sides to uh, that agreement. You've got to do your part, praise God. God will keep his covenant. He will keep his promise because he's a covenant keeper. So right where you are, amen, you can get it right now. We're going to pray. And not only will we pray that God would save you as you surrender your life to him, but that you would begin to walk in that power-filled life so that you can exhibit the miraculous power of God moving in and through your life. Won't you pray? Father, even now, Lord, we thank you for the word that has come today to let us know that victory belongs to your people. And dear God, even now, Father, 
in the hearts of the listeners that come to the decision. I want to know you for myself, that I want to be back in your hands. Lord, they want your forgiveness. So even now, I'm going to ask the people to pray and repeat after me. Father God, I thank you that you are merciful and loving. And Father, now I confess that I've not done all that I knew right to do. But this day, I repent. Father, I ask you to forgive me now for every sin and every wrong that I've committed. Now, Lord, save me and fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. And by faith in your word, I thank you that right now I am saved. In Jesus' name we pray. I'm going to continue to pray even now, Lord God, everyone that is saved. Lord, I pray that you would touch and heal our bodies. Cast the devil out of our minds. Help us to think holy, to be holy, to walk holy, to trust you even more. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, help us to do that which is pleasing to you. Give us a victorious week this week. Mm, Lord, bless us in every way. Lead and guide us by your Holy Spirit. And we will follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord be with you. The blessing of the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Also, help us if you can to spread this word to the nations by giving. You can give the following ways. Cash app, dollar sign, F-C-C-C, Kojic. PayPal, FaithCenterCT at AOL.com. GiveLify, FaithCenter Kojic. Or mail in at 22 Crown Street, Meriden, Connecticut, 06450. We'll see you on next week.